Welcome to The Liberating Secret with your host, author and teacher, Sylvia Pierce. The Liberating Secret is dedicated to revealing the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the only hope of glory. Let's join Sylvia Pierce for today's lesson. Hello to all God's precious people out there in Radio Land. This is Sylvia Pierce on The Liberating Secret. I'm so glad to be with you. And by the way, TV Land too. I'm with my great and precious and wonderful friend, Sharon White Skaggs. And she's been discussing her life story and we, we're kind of dialoguing right now so we want to just con kind of continue that. But um, we were just talking about some of the things that we both struggle with and go through. Um, she was just, I was just telling her that sometimes, you know, I get depressed and down and think, what am I really doing? I mean, I'm talking to an uh, uh, internet audience out to the world that I may not hear from, you know, and I travel and, you know, a radio audience is very passive. They don't write me back unless I'm offering them something free and I do occasionally, you know. But basically, I don't hear a whole lot. And, and I know that what we're teaching isn't the norm. It's a little bit more radical and a little bit harder to understand because it really comes by revelation. So, one, uh, I was just telling Sharon that one day I was just feeling really down. And, I, uh, and just like I looked down at Habakkuk and it says, The burden which Habakkuk the Lord did see. And so, I think we all get burdens. And that's normal. We kind of tend to think once we've seen union with Christ, then we won't get burdens. I think Jesus had burdens, really. And I think we bear one another's burdens. And the Bible says that so fulfills the law of Christ. The law of Christ is love. Amen. And if I love the body of Christ, which I can't help from doing because I'm joined to the whole body of Christ, then I will have burdens if, you know, if I see people get off course and you know, go the wrong way or get diverted or... Uh, or, or even in striving. In striving, yes. About. Yes. Well, that's, that, that's what burdens me most is, you know, that there's not enough teaching about how uh, to live the victorious Christian life and how that striving is really not from God. It's just the flesh trying to perform. And so that burden comes on me. So, so the point of this, this is that one day I was expressing that to my husband, Scott. And he is so precious and so wonderful. And he's a man, so he's kind of more bottom line than I am. And he said, well, we, okay, we either turn the TV off, turn the, the computers off, uh, don't go anywhere and stay at home. Or we continue to do what we do by faith. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. I said, no contest. <laughs> so he said, because if you want to see depression, then don't do anything. Okay, okay. So it's never, so okay, so we don't get a whole lot of feedback. But what we get is a rich blessing like I've gotten from you, mm -hmm. Sharon, because you know, I met with you just, I don't know how many times, maybe five or six, seven times, you know, and you've heard me teach or whatever. But basically, nobody can hear me teach and get it. It has to be the revelation from the Holy Spirit. But what thrills 
me and is the joy of my heart is that the Holy Spirit has given you the revelation and now you are teaching it yourself. That's what, that, that's my payback. Well, I am sharing it. I, I know am. It. And in every situation where I, in every conversation, if, it, if I hear someone striving, I have to go right back and say, but I, I believe that it's about Him that lives in us doing it, not about us. And, you know, when you say that to people, if if they if it is their time, mm-hmm. if they've been prepared, and I think I was, I think I was prepared to hear what you had to say. Mm-hmm. The first time I heard you when you first started talking to me, and I told you this last time, Cheryl and I said, "That's what Mama used to say. That sounds like Mama talking." But it it was making sense. It was it was uh, it got through to my spirit. Mm-hmm. It made sense in, in in a deep way. I still didn't get it all. Still had a lot of questions, and I still do. Mm-hmm. And it's—I just want you to know that it is—it is—it is a relief to hear you say that you get depressed and you get to struggling with with. Well, am I doing enough? enough? Right. Oh my gosh! Because I still—I feel like every day I have to fight that thing that's right. been been hanging around me all my life. Right. But yet, you, we live by replacement. We live. Well, we have to walk by faith. It forces you to walk by faith. Yes, it does. If you did not have that temptation, and now I'm back to preaching again. Go ahead. If you didn't have that temptation, you wouldn't have to walk by faith. You, because, okay, so the devil is a part of what reinforces what's really inside of us. Now, boy, that's taking a leap of faith, because most of the time we're so afraid of the devil and we're rebuking him. And right, right, he is the true enemy of the body of Christ. And we need to recognize that. We do need to recognize that, but we don't need to give him power. And we need to recognize that he is, that that God uses him, like I said. Yes. He uses him to make us see. We have to have something that makes us see the light. We didn't have the dark, we wouldn't see the light. There you go. That's it. I heard somebody say that one time. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the truth. It is the truth. It is. So there always has to be something that we have to push against and say, no, that's that's not what. And my husband, Scott, maybe see that. Well, duh. No contest. Yeah, right. Come on. Okay, back to faith again. Back to faith. Back to faith because, and so we move from faith to faith, but yet we're really moving from glory to glory at the same time. So there's always a death. That's why Paul said, I die daily because mm-hmm. there's things to die to because you're always being pulled and tempted and, you know, and we have to say, is that the truth or is this the truth? Is I love the way you said? say that because that. You know, he also says, I have been crucified yes, with Christ. right. He said, I've already been crucified. That's right. But he also said, I die daily. Mm-hmm. Now that, to some people, would sound like a contradiction. Well, believe me, the Bible is filled with them. But they're not really contradictions. No. But to the natural mind, they would seem to be contradictions. What we have been crucified to is a satanic nature. That is absolutely out in the nature of Christ is within us. We have a divine nature. That's what we've been crucified to. But as we walk by faith, we're really dying to the lies of the old, our old husband who still shouts at us. So we, we say, no, you're lying. That's not the truth. The truth is that Christ is my life. And I have to say by faith, 
that God is going to accomplish what he's going to accomplish through this program. It's not my business what he does. It's God's business. So if it appears to be small to me, really, you know, he's got much more than I can see that he's doing behind the scenes that I cannot see. That's good for me that I don't see it. Because it's always good for me to keep on the edge of faith to say, I just believe you, Lord. I just trust you. I trust you that there's more people like Sharon out there that, that's really catching this and wants to share it with their people and bring the liberating. Because this is the this is what I think, and I've turned to Habakkuk, but this is his vision, that the glory of the Lord, I love that. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, it says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the oh, sea. Amen. That's the vision. You see, and that's what the prophet saw back then, and that's what we see now. We're we're seeing that that is coming into being. That Christ in you, the only hope of glory, is what is lacking in the church. But now is the day that God is opening up and bringing that revelation to His body. And tell us a little bit about what's going to happen in Nashville on seven seven oh seven. Well, there's um, I'm really very excited in my spirit about this. There's an event that's going to be at uh, the football stadium. It's LP Stadium where the Titans play football in Nashville, Tennessee. And on July the 7th, which is 7707, I can't get a more perfect date than that. Mm -hmm. Perfect number is seven. And, and it's going to be uh, an event called The Call. And it really is a call to the nation to come together to, re to pray and to repent for the sins of our nation. It's really the, for the church mm -hmm. to come together and identify with the sins of the nation mm -hmm. and, and to, to call out to God to, to cleanse us and to set us free. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, that, uh, that, be a, a, that God's going to do something to set people free that day. I think there's going to be something that breaks mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting... Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're certainly going to be a part of it. I can hardly wait. I'm, right. And I, I just, I've seen, um, as, as, as I've watched the planning of it, and I know, uh, know the people personally that are, are doing, that, that their ministry is doing it, and, uh, and I don't know a lot about what goes on in Nashville, and, and I've been involved in other events that have taken place there. I've never seen, since I've lived there, since 1971, I've never seen any more, uh, cooperation among the denominations and among the different ministries uh, than what I'm seeing with this. Mm -hmm. I, I, mm -hmm. uh, basically, it's young people that are fasting and praying toward this mm -hmm. event. It, the, the day will start at, at uh, well, the event actually starts at 10 in the morning and it will go till 10 at night. Mm -hmm. It's all day worship and prayer and repentance. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, but it, I learned something this week. I don't know if I told you this. They're going to. There will be a, a, a walk that will start at seven in the morning mm -hmm. from the Parthenon, which you know Nashville is known as the Athens of the South, and mm -hmm. we have a, a a replica of the Greek Parthenon, complete with the goddess Athena there, in, in, uh, and uh, which symbolizes, you know, the Greek mm -hmm. mindset and right. the sim the uh, the worldly knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's. One of the one of the strongholds. It's over not only Nashville but our nation. Yes, exactly. Is is 
looking to to the wisdom of man instead of the wisdom of God for our, mm-hmm. for our truth. That is so important. I've been teaching that at our church. I've been talking about the difference between the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of God, really. <clears throat> and I've been talking about the life of Jesus and how he operated wholly from the wisdom of God. And he drew from that at, because he, as a human being, was also a vessel that had to draw his life from the source of another, not from his own fleshly resources. Because he, you know, he never really drew any any energy from his own fleshly resources. If he had it, he would have sinned. Isn't that amazing? And if he hadn't been exactly like that, he wouldn't have been the perfect yes substitute yes. for us because he was just like just like us. What we are. That's exactly, and just like the way we have to function. So, and he functioned wholly from the wisdom of God, from the mind of the Spirit, of the Spirit, really. And um, and I love that it says in First Corinthians one thirty that Christ is made unto us wisdom, sanctification, justification. Mm-hmm. I think there's about five things, but the but Christ is made that into us. So, meaning that we actually, as new created beings, have a new mind mm-hmm. and have the wisdom of God. We already have it. In Christ Jesus, but uh, but Paul certainly brought out in Corinthians that the Corinthians were carnal because they were they had carnal thinking, and you talked about this earlier today. As we think, so are we. So our thinking has to be, you know, uh, the mind of Christ. Really, it can't be the wisdom that's. From, not from above, and that's what James says. There's two mm-hmm. wisdoms. Mm-hmm. There's two minds: mm-hmm. the mind of this world or the mind of. And so you're saying that this goddess represents the mind of the world. I am. That's exactly right. That's I think it's. I think it's something that holds our our uh, our culture. I think you're in, right. In bondage, I, I know it is. I know that's one of the strongholds that. that and uh, I believe that there's going to be a breakthrough that day. I'm, I believe it with all my heart. Mm-hmm. And. Because, because basically, the church representing all of America and as intercessors are going to repent from the mind of this world mm-hmm. and, and and turn towards the mind of Christ. Just like the scripture says, if my people, yes. and that's what we're calling together, that's what this event is about, mm-hmm. is the church coming together. And there there is no fee. Yes. There's no, uh, it's, it's, there won't be... Uh, they will not advertise the speakers or the singers or any of it. It's not about promoting any man or any anything except just coming before our God in repentance and in and and just crying out for for this. And and I believe that that the results of this, Sylvia, are He's going to give us yes. souls. We're right. going to see when when these things are broken. We're going to see bondages yes, broken, right. and we're going to see people. Turn, just like the scripture says, if we'll humble ourselves and pray mm. and seek His face, mm. then He's going to hear from heaven mm. and heal our land. He's going to He's going to turn everything around, mm. and that's what I'm expecting. Mm. All we have to do, all all that uh, is required to be part of this event, it's everybody is welcome. It's a non-denominational uh, or multi-denominational. Anybody's welcome. Uh, there'll be people bringing whole groups of people that you're you can come on as an individual but they'd like for you to get on the website mm-hmm. at, at it's uh, the call.com and just register so they'll have 
some idea of the numbers that are coming so they can prepare for them. Uh, the stadium will hold 100,000 people. I'm going to be there. Well, I've already registered. <laughs> oh, good. So I want you to register oh, I will. Soon. <laughs> I will. I will. And, and, and you can find out more information on the website, too, about oh, well. it. Gosh, that it's is, exciting. That is great. That's great. Well, you know, I mean, let, let's just talk a little bit more about carnal thinking. What really is carnal thinking for the Christian? Carnal thinking is trusting in my own flesh efforts to live my life and to figure my own mm -hmm. problems nice. out and to solve myself and other people. I always say that carnal thinking is trying to fix, change, or rearrange myself or everybody else. <laughs> right, that's really what it is. Uh -huh. And it's got a good intent, like you said. You 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 paved a lot of roads right. with my good intention. That's right, good intention. But yet, you know, basically it's still carnal because it's the flesh trying to perform. You see, the creation is trying to be like God again, my goodness, when only God can be God because Jesus Christ paid the price with his death, burial, and resurrection so that he could come back and live in us. Mm. And here we're trying to live on the throne of our mm -hmm. own life when he is our life. So he's waiting, he's waiting until I'm finished and I'm worn out with trying so that he can fully live as me. My goodness, Sharon. I mean, I'm experiencing Jesus when I'm sitting here talking with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see him in your face. I see him. Now, you know, a lot of people say, oh my goodness, Sylvia, are you saying we are God? Well, let me say for the millionth time, I'm not saying that the creation is God. No, we're not saying that. No, we're, we're the expression yes, of God. Yes, And it's the most beautiful. You told me that. And you said, you made me see that how beautiful it is that as many as will... We're everyone an individual expression yes. of Him. Yes. Him yes. living His life through us yes. as us. Yes. But really, it's Him. Yes. That's <laughs> indescribable. He's living in my place. He took my place at Calvary. Now He's taking my place in life. We he's sing a song called He Took Your Place. Yeah. And there it is. Well, you can uh -huh. sing it for us. <laughs> Sharon, this is just such a delight. And. So wonderful. And, um, you know, another thing, Sharon, that you were telling me about the call is a lot of young, young people are really being pulled out of, you know, worldly pornography. And even, you know, some of the Christians are trapped in that. And some of the, you know, sexual sins and also drugs. And, well, and I that. think young people today are, it's a lot like it was in the 60s. Yes. If, if People remember the 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 the, the uh, summer of love, 1967. See, this is the 40th anniversary, 40th 40th year since the summer of love. Mm -hmm. Also, that was the year of the Jesus movement. Mm -hmm. The people were dissatisfied and they were disenchanted with the world the way it was. Not just the church, because mm -hmm. the kids that, that were part of the church probably were at that time too, but they were also disenchanted with the world and the materialism of the world. Mm -hmm. They wanted the real thing. Mm -hmm. They want, If you remember people, they rebelled against uh, wearing makeup and wearing, uh, dressing like their uh, their mothers and dads had dressed. And, and everything was, was, was free love, you know, mm -hmm. all that whole, which was, they went into rebellion really. But 
But it was out of, I think it was born out of a hunger and a desire for the purity and the mm -hmm. holiness of God. They wanted yes. the real thing. That's yes. where we find ourselves today. Yes. The world is in a moral crisis. Yes. Yes. This, this country, America, is at a crossroads. Yes, Do you know, not only is this the 40th year of all these things, it's the 400th anniversary mm -hmm. from when, when at Jamestown the pilgrims came, or the, the, they came and planted the cross mm -hmm. and claimed this land for God. I mm -hmm. mean, that was, they made a covenant with God. Mm -hmm. And I believe in many ways we have broken our covenant with God. Mm -hmm. Our government can't even, I mean, they're telling us that there's some kind of separation between God and, and, mm -hmm. and government. Mm -hmm. Well, God is in everything. And God is in control of everything. And used to, back in those days, people recognized His sovereignty. They recognized Him as all-powerful and almighty. And now we've compartmentalized Him and, and made Him nothing, really. We right. set Him over in the corner and said he can, he can have Sunday morning from 10 to 12, you know. But, but God wants to be our life, Sylvia. That's what you taught me. That's right. He is our life. Right. And... I just believe that we're on the brink of, of many, many, many people coming into this liberation. I do. I, do. I, I believe do it. I believe it with my whole heart, and I've never been more excited. And I have been, I've been, I hesitate to say the word, but, but the, the, I've heard this prophesied for over 20 years that a, that a, a movement was coming and that it would be that children and young people would be at the mm -hmm. forefront of it. And that they were going to be radical for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that they were going to be on fire and, and nothing would hold them back. And that they were going to usher in a great harvest. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm seeing, I mean, my son Luke is, is he's just, he's totally sold out for Jesus. Mm -hmm. All he wants to do is pray and worship the Lord and talk to the Lord. He was telling me today on the phone, he said, I had to just go and, and spend some time alone with Jesus. I mean, that's the way he talks about it. He said, I just had to be alone with Jesus for a while, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the reality right. of it to, uh, to them. And he's that, only how old? He's, he'll, he's 17, he'll be 18 in May. My goodness, my goodness. Let me tell you another wonderful thing about the youth rising. We have a church at colmlouisville.org. And um, it, we broadcast it every week. Well, last week we had a young man. He's only 24 years old. Wow. He gave one of the clearest union biblical messages that wow. I've heard. He's only 24. And I haven't, he didn't really learn it from us, really. The Holy Spirit taught it to him. And he also, you know, read some books by Norman Grubb. Okay. And so that's how... He's the one you said, said uh, what was it he said... It took him two years. What, how, yeah. what was oh, it? this is what he said. He said, oh, Sylvia, we were talking about people coming to the end of themselves and figuring out they can't live the Christian life. He said, yeah, it took me two years. And we said, really? It took us like 40 <laughs> to I, discover it. And, and I, I believe we're on a fast track Yes, now. I know that. 
Somebody prophesied in our midst years ago that there would be a baptism of oneness, that people would come Amen. into Christ and come right into this reality. Because this, you know what? Just like you were talking about the government separating, let me tell you, the gospel is not separated. Amen. It's not separated. Blood and body, both the oh. blood of Jesus cleanses us from all of our sins. Through the body death, we have a brand new nature, and that and who who is Christ, our life. You see, so the whole thing is the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's not divided. So we've seen, we've kind of done it in like it is, but it can't, it shouldn't be. So it should be preached as one thing. And I'm telling you, then people will come into it, and they will have the baptism of oneness, like was prophesied years ago. I believe that, and it's coming to the young generation. And it's so thrilling. I'm so thrilling, thrilling that we're a part of it. Sharon. I am too. I am too. <laughs> I have to tell you, I, I was, uh, uh, I had began to wonder if I if, if I would live to see it, if it would be in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I, I had a, there was a place in my heart that that had lost hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I heard what was going to happen this summer, I, uh, I've just been in a mm -hmm. place of place of thanks and praise. I really because I am so convinced that God is about to. To release something. Just and you know what? Way. You gave me the CD, and I was listening to it, and so I just started asking the Lord, Lord, you know, I just don't want to be hyped up on something that you don't want me... I, you know, you, you just always have to go to the That's Lord right. for you your do. direction. You, do. you always do. And so, and because I, the CDs that you gave me, these were prophets talking. Now, I always know that prophets are pretty radical, and they're kind of out there, but they're meant to be. And the Lord started showing me that the prophets have to come first. Just in the days of Jesus, John the Baptist was the prophet that came to prophesy of his coming. Well, the prophets are, are getting the people ready. They have to get people ready. They have to get snatch them out of the world cause them to understand that they've got to repent before the Lord mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then cause and then the spirit then causes them to know oh I don't want these sins anymore I want holiness well the only true way to know our holiness in is is to know that Christ is my holiness right. that I can't be holy in He's our only hope of glory. yes our only hope in of glory. living in us yes. is our only hope of glory. so this is what I saw Sharon I saw that they always prelude, the prophets always prelude the coming of the Lord. Now, the coming of the Lord is in the saints this time. Instead of oh, him coming hallelujah. in history, Woo! he's coming in the saints. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah. I see it. <laughs> so that's, that's, what's, that's why the prophets have had to come and tell Amen. us and be radical. And I thought to myself, well, if John the Baptist walked in my, to my door today, I wouldn't let him in my house. So... You know, they, they have their part, and they have a grand part. But they're the prelude to Christ being our life, to, uh, which is an amazing thing. So I thank our program's over. So, gosh, Sharon, it's so great. I love you so well, much. I love you. Thank you for letting me do this. Well, it's just been a privilege and a joy, and thank you. And I know our listening audience is just cheering over this Christ, Christ okay. up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining us, and may God richly bless you. Goodbye. You have been listening to The Liberating Secret with Sylvia Pierce. We want to send a special thank you to all our supporters who make this program possible. If you have been blessed by this program and would like to contact Sylvia, you can write her at P.O. Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky, 
40253. That's Post Office Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky 40253. You can also find more of Sylvia's teachings on her website. The web address is www.theliberatingsecret.com. That's www.theliberatingsecret.com. And be sure to listen again right here Monday through Friday at the same time for The Liberating Secret with author and teacher Sylvia Pierce. So until next time, may God richly bless you.